Welcome to Do It For The Gram, an Enneagram podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart. What we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve our lives and our communities. So today on this episode, we are on the series Enneagram in Color. And so this episode, I have Haley Simpson, who's the Enneagram Type 9, who I interviewed earlier, who did some amazing work talking about the Type 9, not only how to identify as a Type 9, but the things that goes on within them. And she's done a lot of growth work. If you have haven't listened to our episodes, please go and check out Haley Simpson's episodes. On this one, she's going to talk about, at the beginning, to add a little bit about, she talks about the relationship between a nine and a seven and how it can be tricky because both can have the want to avoid pain and anger and so how that could be problematic down the line. But also, she goes into talking about how uh, the Enneagram really impacts people of color talking about mental stability because Haley also has a lot of work in the counseling social work area so she has a lot of great knowledge on it so this is going to be an amazing episode tune in and listen she has some amazing things to say and I think you'll be blown away um, and really benefited from this episode let's go intro music a lot about social work you know Mm -hmm. a lot about counseling can you just speak to the importance of not only the enneagram but also like therapy counseling Mm -hmm. all these things are super important because we have big t's and little t's which is big trauma and little trauma in our lives sometimes a lot of us all the time but we have those things that happen in our past or may happen eventually and we need help to get through them if we're going to continue to be healthy and whole So the thing about with social work and counseling, what comes to mind is for nines as counselors, Mm. nines as social workers, being present is huge. Being genuine is a big deal. Not being afraid of feeling it. There's, man, there's a lot to be said about that in reality because sorry, nines, but it requires a lot of work to heal. And your preemptive piece, which usually comes with a lot of more, I won't say cliche, that's a strong word, but sometimes depending on how unhealthy you are, you're walking around with a lot of cliches to try to get you through things and situations, and you're limiting yourself with those mantras. Mantras are excellent. I use them in my recovery. I use them in my growth. I say affirmations on a daily basis to help me through things. But some of the mantras like, oh, that's okay. Well, are you minimizing? Is it actually a big deal that needs to be addressed, but you just don't want to address it? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. the hard work pays off. The things I have to do in reference to my trauma require daily action. That's hard. I have to call people, friends, and support groups. I got to go to support groups. Mm -hmm. Man, that's movement. That's action. I have to, on a regular basis, in therapy, address really hard stuff and feel it and do somatic work. Then on top of that, I got to go work out. I got to eat better. It is so overwhelming. To constantly be bombarded with, oh, you also have to do this. You also have to do this. You have to, I'm like, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. 
And then once I'm left alone, now now I'm angry because my life ain't better. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. What's required, what you're really wanting, which you can, if you're a nine, you can see, you can see past it. You can see, oh crap, it's really going to require all that, isn't it? Right. And sometimes you don't want to believe it requires all that, but to do it is so fulfilling. It's the peace you're looking for. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash do it for the gram. I think something that I was thinking about, um, someone on Instagram, I don't have his name right now, but he was doing the Enneagram and first he thought he was a two, like through some questions, I kind of worked with him, found out he's a nine mm-hmm. and he wasn't sure he was a two or anything like that. So we worked through it, came out to a nine, but he said what was interesting. He said, oh, man, I thought I had got away with just growing was like taking care of myself. Mm. And so that made me think of like for the seven and the nine, honestly, our growth paths, like the sevens, ours is through pain. The nines is through like pent up, repressed anger. Yes. And so that's also pain. So like our, yes. both our paths, which is everybody's path is tough for yeah. them because of their makeup, you know. Their uh, Enneagram type makeup. But it's interesting. Ours is pretty rough. It's... um. Having to go through painful anger, having to go through pain and all and like actually confront these things. It's really it's a lot, you know. And so the journey is interesting. You know, it's not self-care necessarily in in the sense of just the generic self-care. It's like, yeah, you got to address that now. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean by even saying self-care. A nine is pretty willing to do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that sounds interesting, you right. know, <laughs> and that sounds very Zen-like. Mm-hmm. Right, right. We're all about the Zen, the balance, the peace that comes from that. Mm-hmm. Man, sometimes it's the type of self-care we'll delve into. It's not actually what we're needing. It could be. It could help. But sometimes you need more than yoga. Sometimes you need more than the Zen feeling. Sometimes you need the Zen feeling and the really hard feeling. And can I just, you said the seven and a nine going through that. I have to address. Oh, please do. Chris and I being married. Please do. Please do. This is yeah. being married to a seven with a six wing. I'm a nine with an eight wing. So we've been married for 10 years. Yes. One of the earliest things we read in the Enneagram about the nine and seven relationship is sometimes they're not going to address issues. Like you just said, we don't want to linger in the negative feelings for very long. Right. True. He's going to rationalize in his seven way and I'm going to rationalize in my nine way. And we're going to come to a really peaceful agreement pretty quickly. Right. But guess what? It's going to come back up. And so for the first man, seven <laughs> years, Ooh, six or yeah. seven years. Yeah. We would have bursts of anger and conflict. Like you said, everything's being pent up. There's a lot of pent up hurt. And then there's a lot of pent up anger, which on both sides create resentment. So now not only when you get to a point of healing and recovery and diving into self, now you're addressing your own issues and you're bombarded with pain. But now you're bombarded with pain together. It's very difficult. Whereas before we needed daily conflict to actually get to understanding and get to the depth of situations, we're not having that until now. So now it's like every other day we're talking about 
hard, difficult things, hard feelings, I misunderstandings. Well, I felt this way 10 years ago. Well, we have to address that now, you know, but we're becoming more resilient. I think we're surprised at the resilience we've found and we're building that resilience as a couple. It's a very difficult process. It's possible. And it's also very beautiful on the other side. When you come to see your spouse in a way you haven't seen them and you've known them for, I've known Chris for 12 years, 12, 13 years. And I can honestly say that now I'm really, really knowing him. Right. I'm not just knowing the fun, adventurous, you know. I saw Chris go through depression. He stopped singing for a little bit. When Chris is happy, he's walking around the house rapping and singing and yeah. doing all that. I saw him stop doing that for a while. And so he's got more balance. And that means he's got more feelings and more hurt that he's addressing on a regular basis. Good for him. Right. Hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, wait, who is this? Yeah. And then on the same, on that same line, he told me in the last couple of years, he said, you know, I know you're really, you're really there and you're really working on something when from the conflict I have with you comes peace. See, when I'm messed up in anger and idealism and just in general to say not reality, what I think it should be, all that, whatever's spurring my anger, then comes the passive aggressiveness, the resentment, the bitterness, the anger. But if I got that healthy anger, that's just passionate and willing to work, we come to a good place. It takes longer, but it's, it lasts longer. It's more fulfilling. So I've got to say, I just had to touch on that because in relationships, especially with the nine and seven, it can be hard. So. Oh, great. No. Yeah. That was great. And I love how you phrase it as healthy anger. Yeah. Because I think people need there to understand There is a healthy anger that. with nines and it's possible. Right. Yeah. I think that's so important. And so the last thing I want to um, get to is as a person of color, mm-hmm. where do you see the Enneagram going and how do you see it impacting communities of color or marginalized communities? Mm, that's That's heavy. So one of my biggest concerns with black population is men are most marginalized. Black men are most marginalized, higher suicide rates. There's depression, but you can't show it. There's fear, which is not only is that hard for men to show, try being a black man in the inner city, and you're actually afraid. You actually want to sit and cry. You cannot be that vulnerable. You cannot. It will kill you. It will get you killed. This happened literally at my school I work at. Mm. A parent came in. Yeah. Her child is like in the second grade. In order for him to describe what was going on, he had to cry. But his mom would not allow him to. Oh, yeah. So he he could not talk. Right. Because like in order for him to get it, he had to get it out. Mm -hmm. He had to cry. Mm -hmm. But he couldn't because mom was like, you better not cry. You better Mm -hmm. not cry. And so now he's stuck in this situation Mm -hmm. where I can't express my emotions. Right. I, I'm, I'm bottling it up. Yeah. And so now I don't know what to do. Now I'm going to yeah. just explode. So, yeah, that's 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 one of my biggest concerns. Men are leaders in our families. And so if they are not allowed to regulate their emotions, they're going to have a first of all, black men are at a very early age categorized. If they are having emotional issues, if they are being abused at home verbally or physically or molested or having difficulty in school. While all of those situations bring about grief, depression, anxiety, sadness, loneliness, if you're not allowed to process that, though, guess where you're going? Anger. Anger secondary. So secondary to loneliness, you're going to be angry. You're going to probably be jealous in your relationships. You're going to be controlling. If you're sad, it can turn to depression. But for men, oftentimes anger issues are a sign of depression. So 
you've got all this pent-up anger. Let's say by middle school, you're fighting people just to get that, just to get it out there, to get that energy out that needs to be coming from crying sometimes. That needs to be coming through, can we talk about this? Guess what? That's not an option. That's not taught and it's not rewarded. So a fight is showing your power and your strength that is rewarded. So you have also that compounded with racism. Oh, if you are having learning problems, guess what? You're ADHD, you have a problem. And I believe I have a learning disability, so I'm not knocking that at all. But if a young black boy is put, if he's going through things and he's not getting counseling because the black community doesn't always embrace counseling. So now you can't talk about your feelings. You can't express your feelings. Well, you're acting out. Children act out when those things can't happen. You're struggling in school now. So my goodness, what is a young black boy to do? And if you find solace in a gang, those that's your family. That's your community. If you find solace in violence, yes, you can find solace in violence. Well, now school's not rewarding. I'm not getting any encouragement there. So I'll be done with school. Man, our young black boys are being set up to fail. I don't know how to penetrate that. I know it's got to be done. It has to start in families. It's going to be, it's going to be generations, but our boys need to cry. They've got to feel it. They've got to not have mom smacking them over the head when they do it. They've got to not have dad saying, boy, don't you cry. You suck that up. You dry that up. Hey, let's sit and talk about this. What are you feeling? But the black culture has not been given a lot of room to sit and talk about feelings. We've got to survive. So there's no slowing down for that. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You're not getting to any self-actualization when you're, if you're in poverty. You can't worry about that stuff. There's other needs that have to be met first. So there's a lot of work to be done. The Enneagram, something I've envisioned, especially social workers can implement this, is if you could work in groups with children, get them talking about it to each other. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll have less fights because you'll have more understanding. You'll be able to develop empathy and compassion where at home they may not get any empathy or compassion, mm-hmm. may not see it at all. So if you can get group dynamics going, and I say that because this was really discovered early on with Alcoholics Anonymous. There was no cure for alcoholism. But when you put alcoholics in a room together and they're talking about it, somehow they started healing. They started growing. They're God intended for community. He intended for us to find solace and growth in each other. And when we're not doing that, and I say just particularly a young black man, but even a young black woman is isolated, over-sexualized. There's so many other things going on with young black women. When you're isolated like that and you don't see another way, there's no growth and there's no healing and you can live your whole life just stuck in that. And that's miserable. I also think, I also want to say that in the black community, the Enneagram is going to play out differently. So let's say you've got a two (laughs) young black man. Mm -hmm. That's one of the most sensitive and emotional of the types. you got the helper. you got the one who's crying. Where is he going to do that? How is he going to do that? Because he's got it. He's feeling it. But he also could be in a gang. He also could be beating people up. It's counterintuitive for a two to be like that. But when your environment not only demands it, but that's the, that's the only thing you know, right. you've got no other option except to adapt. So I do think we have to look at the cultural dynamics and really do some research on the African-American culture and then see how the Enneagram applies. Because you can't, even with psychology, which was founded by middle-class white men, which is why you have one of the earliest terms as being histrionic when a woman's getting too emotional. We can't just plop that 
concept into the African-American community. It's got to be made for African-Americans. There's got to be a dynamic, even a way a counselor talks to an African-American needs to be altered. That's my opinion. That's one of the hangups I have with psychology and counseling right now is I don't see a lot of adaptation towards cultures. Social work likes to address that stuff, but in social work, you're not finding necessarily psychological counseling. You're finding holistic care and helping someone in immediate situations and, you know, housing. You got a lot of dynamics going on in social work. So, but they do address those things, which is what I appreciate. But man, a lot of work's got to be done for it to be successful. I agree. I love that because um, a good friend, Chi Chi, and this will be on the episode too, talking about even changing the language around oh, yeah. how we communicate, especially like the Enneagram more specifically. She mm-hmm. wants to do like work in like changing the language oh, yeah. that's used because yeah. it's so important of how you actually communicate stuff to yes. people. Yes. And I think something that probably my most effective work is probably in the school I work with, mm-hmm. like the kids I work with, the black boys I work with yeah. and the black girls, but the black boys, especially because of the growth uh, in within me, mm-hmm. the Enneagram has helped me so much to become like more in touch with my emotions. Right. I didn't know. I would say I don't cry. Water may come out of my eyes every yeah. once in a while. Right. Yeah. But I'm at the point where now it's like, yeah, I cry and it's okay. Yeah. You know, and it's very powerful for me being a role model for so many of the black boys in my yes. school to be like when they're frustrated and angry. I was like, it's okay to cry. Right. Tell me what's going on. Right. We'll handle that. I want you to be mentally strong. Yeah. Not just physically strong. Right, right. I said, you've got to be mentally strong. And that's being able to deal with situations that come your way. That's yeah. being able to be able to be emotionally available and yeah. be okay. Yeah. And then work on like constantly allowing them to know that they can be themselves yes. and helping them to get there. I think is some of the best work I've done. Like you said, something simple where it shocked me when I had different fifth grade boys who like it's certain ones, you know, you had, you spend certain time with because it's like, you know, maybe your personalities mesh or that kid is just, they usually get in trouble, but you're the person who kind of mm-hmm. really helps them get out yeah. of it. But it's certain ones who it's not like that. And they'll come up to me and they'll say, Mr. Stewart, I need to talk. And that just floored me. I was like, whoa, yeah. oh, you, oh, oh, yes, let's do yeah. it. You, let's talk. What's going on? You yeah. know? And to have those conversations and to have some think and process and go through the emotion and talk about feelings, it's powerful. Yeah. Because a lot of times they don't have another outlet for that. Right. And me being there, I think it's such a blessing in a sense, I because I didn't go there on purpose. I was directed there by God. Yeah. yeah. And I think it really moved. It moved me. It helped me. It healed me, too. But I think it's helping a lot of the kids in our school because they feel seen and understood. Yes. And they know that, wow, this black man, this black male who sets a really good example of things to do and, you know, how he speaks to us and how he talks to us, but he also listens to us and sees who we really are and doesn't degrade us or talk down to us Mm -hmm. like when we are emotional Mm -hmm. because we are, you know? And so I think it's been very powerful for me being there for them and for me too. Like it's been like a mutual growing experience. It's great. Yeah. It's so it's, it's been absolutely great. In that way, I think the Enneagram too has like me knowing the Enneagram and not just my type, but also other types mm-hmm. too. It helps me to see other people. Even if I don't know the exact type, I can get a, a general consensus of what triad or intelligence mm-hmm. center they're in. And so now I can adapt and create space for right, them. Right. You know, and not jump off the ledge when they do something crazy or right. say something outrageous. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is a teaching moment. It's yes. time to teach. Yes. And then it's also a time for me to say, hey, why do you feel so impacted by this? Look at self as well. Yeah. You yeah, know? absolutely. So yeah, it's 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 something I love. It's it's something I, I definitely love that I've been placed to do. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, Making that's a huge good. difference. That's about all I have today. You have anything else you want to add in? 
Right. 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 No, it's, it's good. We're, we're going to have you on again. Okay. We're going to have you on again because <laughs> uh, this is way too good. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much, Haley. That was absolutely amazing. Thank you for having me. Oh, no Giving problem. Giving me a voice. No I problem. It. No problem. And so if you need career coaching or Enneagram coaching, you can go to kaizencareers.com or contact me at Milton at kaizencareers.com. Um, if you are looking for type discovery or you need uh, life direction, career direction, anything very specific to you, I do that. I'm a certified Enneagram coach. And so you can reach me once again at kaizencareers.com or 901-334-1644. Also, please rate, subscribe, and share the podcast. If you feel that this can be helpful to someone that you know, please rate, share, and subscribe. It's going to help a lot of different people, hopefully. And I'm constantly doing things to try to grow the show and actually really provide value and content for listeners. Also, if you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. The reason for that is because podcasts are free for listeners, but they're not free for those who provide it. So if you want to keep this podcast going, definitely you can go to patreon.com and uh, support, uh, which would be great. But also, if you're a nine and you're skating through life and things just don't seem to be going right, you're not achieving the goals you want, you're not going towards the things you want, and you're just allowing that anger to be kind of locked away, though you know it's there, cut that and do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.